0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. Let's talk to Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Erlem in London. Good afternoon, Craig.
1: Good afternoon.
0: The FTSE currently up 1%. US markets haven't opened yet, but we're seeing a bit of a bounce back generally from markets, aren't we?
1: We are. I mean, we're coming now to the end of the second week in which we haven't seen any more banking turmoil. When you consider how quickly things escalated and how bad things seemed to get a couple of weeks ago, I think that's a really big deal. Now, I am ignoring what happened last Friday, because the bank sold off 3% plus, Deutsche Bank obviously more than 10% going into the close on Friday, but that's because that wasn't really driven by anything. That wasn't really driven by a, a bank going into turmoil, collapsing, being taken over, being bailed out. That was just driven by a bit of a frenzy. Um, and therefore, it doesn't really count in my eyes. That's really symptomatic of the fear Uh, and panic that emerged as a result of the actual crises rather than a crisis of its own making. And we've seen a little bit more calm again this week, so we're now going into the end of the second week when we've not really had any more turmoil, and that's a massive positive confidence. It takes a second to shatter, and it takes time to repair, and we're very much in the repairing phase, and we're seeing that reflected really in the fact that the equity markets are continuing to gradually bounce back the interesting test is ultimately going to be tomorrow last weekend we saw investors find any excuse to become very risk averse are we going to see the same this weekend and to what degree and then obviously we see with every passing week that will hopefully improve
0: so we've got a big day tomorrow on both sides of the Atlantic with plenty of data to look forward to where do you want to start Craig
1: the data tomorrow that really stands out is the inflation data. It is worth noting that we're actually recording this just before the jobless claims data, so we can't really comment on that today. Uh, and there's no point in previewing it, because by the time people listen, of course, it will have come out. But the big data tomorrow, and it's obviously the big data week, I think, because there's an awful lot of data coming tomorrow from final GDP in in the UK. across to Europe where we've got the flash CPI readings I think that's the real key data here especially given that the ECB has been so far behind others tightening its uh, monetary policy in order to try and deal with inflation and then we've got the U.S. inflation data uh, later on in the day, which again, it's the Fed's preferred measure. It comes out a couple of weeks after the CPI data, so it doesn't tend to have that shock and awe, but knowing that it is the Fed's preferred measure means it does have market moving capabilities, and that's also released alongside income data, spending data, sentiment data, inflation expectations data. And then you've got Fed speak, ECB speak, et cetera, as well. So tomorrow really is very full on for Friday. And usually full on Fridays means job support. But this is full on for a different reason. All through today we've got a constant release of big economic data. And I think it's going to be a really interesting one, especially given the backdrop of everything we've just been discussing.
0: You mentioned this crucial inflation data tomorrow. As we know, inflation, particularly in this country, is difficult to control at the moment. That makes it all the more surprising that uh, interest rate expectations have not gone northwards yet, but they're either pausing or in the long term going downwards. Why is that?
1: I think this is one of the scarring features of what's happened in the last few weeks, and not necessarily just in terms of psychologically scarring, but from a perspective of credit markets. Even with the fact that we've seen an improvement in sentiment over the last couple of weeks, there is going to be a bit of a scarring from what we've seen with the collapse of those banks and the negative implications it's obviously therefore had on liquidity in the system and therefore rates uh, within the system. So we've seen tighter credit conditions uh, already, and the extent of which we'll learn about over the coming weeks and months. And that's effectively going to do some of the Fed's job for it. Already, central banks now think that credit conditions are going to remain tighter, that the lending is going to remain more challenging, and that the economy is going slow as a result of what's happened in the last few weeks. That's effectively, therefore, doing some of the central bank's job for them in bringing inflation down. Of course, that's all in theory, and we'll see the extent to which that is the case. But at this point in time, markets are now saying, we understand that this is hopefully being contained, and that's why we're seeing equity markets recover. But from a yield perspective, yields have remained lower because it still has a more permanent scarring effect, which means that interest rates, rather than rising much further, could actually be falling before the end of the year. So there's kind of this disparity when you look at equity markets and bond markets and interest expectations in terms of the message that that tells us. Like I say, time will tell how much of that turns out to be true, but it really is quite interesting that interest rate expectations have remained more on the more dovish side in the aftermath of what's happened in the US and European banking system, as opposed to recovering to the extent that we've seen, for example, in equity markets or in oil markets. And then, obviously, gold markets have aligned with yields, as they typically do. So, gold is still trading not too far from $2,000, and the reason is because yields are lower, we're heading for a period of potentially lower inflation and maybe interest rate cuts later in the year and was still relatively risk averse so that seems to have kept gold quite buoyed so it really is an interesting moment in these markets and i think the next few weeks uh, will be interesting to see how this unfolds and i think ultimately what's going to be key to this is what evidence we get in terms of credit market conditions and what that ultimately means for how much further central banks have to go
0: okay craig we'll talk again tomorrow thanks for joining us this afternoon thank you Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.